There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Tuned and Strong podcast with your two favorite musician strength coaches. I am Angela McHouston of Music Strong, along with Dr. Jen Cavis of Tune and Tone Performance. And today we're going to be finishing up our, um, what do we call this one? Healthy Habits. Yeah, Healthy Habits, Healthy Habits series here. Finishing up uh, discussing this book here that Angela has been so diligently reading. <laughs> I've, got, I've got little flaggies and everything. You know. <laughs> I've made lots of diligent notes and highlights. Mm-hmm. So I shall bring them to you in, in said amazing fashion. <laughs> so, so today is part four, yes? Part four so. of our healthy habits. And this is about permission today. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting interesting one to unpack if this is not something that um, you normally discuss. Because um, we think of permission as something that's given to us by other people. And that is certainly not what we're going to get into today. So. <laughs> not... Uh- at all yeah yeah so do you want to leave this intro since you read the book or would you like me to (laughs) so so our first point here is that we need permission to prioritize self-care and i know self-care has been a massive buzzword lately yes and i feel like it's getting somewhat of a reputation for being a um what's that like a, a synonym for laziness yeah um not what we're talking about yeah and and we'll get into this in our next podcast too which is going to be media um about concepts like self-care and detrimental habits yes um i will make that note right here (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is where we get into shoulds a little bit. I should do this. I should do that. And we can say all we want. Oh, I don't believe in shoulds. And no one has come No, baloney. You've got, you've got some shoulds. You've got some guilt surrounding some kind of exercise in your life. We all do. Mm-hmm. I do. You do. Mm-hmm. We all, we all do. But it's just, right. it's because of, you know, like the, the things we've been taught since we were young, even yes. if they've been self, like, uh, not self-conscious, subconscious, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Things your parents taught you, your friends taught you, your grandparents taught you, your peers right. taught you about right. how to move and what's acceptable and what's not and what's expected, right? right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so something to think about is like when when taking care of ourselves is just another thing to do, it becomes a chore. Yes. Th- then it doesn't happen. We hate chores. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it seems like this, we, I would say that most of the time people associate chores with punishment, too. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not doing what I should, or oh, I don't look the way I should, which again is going to tie into the next one. And so I should do this. Um, 
we'll we'll unpack the definition of permission too in a minute here because I'm I'm half going that direction, but it'll totally de totally derail us. So. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So something that she says is that self care is actually essential. And so we get into something about um, caretakeritis. So listen to this. How how familiar does this sound? Mm -hmm. Say you're hard at work, close mm -hmm. to exa put yourself in the practice room. Yes. Say you're hard at work, close to exhaustion from the hours you've put into a project or a recital for the last few days. Or you, months. Or months. <laughs> years. Anyway, <laughs> you look out the window to see a beautiful day and think how refreshing it would feel to just get out there and walk around for 45 minutes. Okay, look, as a musician with a practice room that had a window, I always tried to find one with a window. And why do they always not have windows? Are they trying to get rid of distractions? Come on. Drives me crazy. And they're always I, ugly. I was always less motivated in the windowless room. So I'm like, I won't go, I won't go do it. I won't. <laughs> there was a project I did, this is tangent, but there was a, a project I did. Um, were you part of any of the fraternity sororities? I was part of Mu Phi Epsilon back in the day. Yep. Okay, so one of the things we did, I said, you know what? Those practice rooms upstairs at, uh, I was at Tennessee Tech for my bachelor's degree. I'm like, those practice rooms are ugly. They're nasty. I mean, I'm sure they clean them during the summers when nobody's here, but those walls, they're gross, right? Yeah. And so I just, I came up with this project, like, can we work with uh, maintenance? And we, you guys, and they wouldn't let us buy paint. I'm like, fine, we'll pick the paint color. You provide the paint. We'll provide the labor. We got a whole bunch of it. It took so much red tape to get us to volunteer yes. to be able to paint the practice rooms. We painted them this really nice, light blue color instead of that nasty white with that with that was all scuffed up with Yellow like brown carpet yeah. super unmotivating right it's gross right. right it just helped yes you know? okay so anyway so. <laughs> but when you say how nice would it be to get around walk out for 45 minutes my brain goes 45 minutes i do so much in five minutes i could do 10 minutes yes. and then give yourself permission to go as long as you want yes <laughs> my brain goes 45 minutes right okay yeah. And then you think, no, I should finish my work first. Mm -hmm. You do finish your work, but by then it's getting dark out. And it's all you can do to drag yourself home yep. and into bed. So yep. which actor in this drama is your mindset? Mm -hmm. Which is you? And mm -hmm. which seems to have your best interests at heart? Yeah. Nice thought, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. when you try to add one more should, I should take care of my own daily health and fitness, it takes its place at the end of a long line where it faces another challenge, which is a really powerful social should that oh, we'll talk, which is hard for most people to get. I should not be selfish. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Mm -hmm. Which so. that kind of thinking, which is all wrapped up in our own values and self-worth easily distracts us and effortlessly derails self-care. Mm -hmm. So what is self-care? We think about this. Right. It's exactly what it is. It's taking yeah. care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Putting your mask on before you put mask on the kid on the plane, right? You yes. don't just put the mask on the kid, then you pass out, nobody's helped, and then the kid's right. left alone, right? Right. <laughs> you have to take care of yourself first. Yes. Yeah, and I think I think this segues really nicely into caretakeritis, which we mentioned before. Um, and you you talked about the the most common one I see is. Um, I can't do this because I have these obligations to these other people. 
Mm. Often family, not always. Often family, often friends. Um, sometimes it's, um, well, I promise to do this for um, my job or one of my jobs because, you know, in the music business, we almost never have just one. Um, and I can't, I can't have this person wait anymore. I can't um, let them down or like, um, oh, well, they need something, so I need to be there for them. But much in that same way that you were talking about with the airplane, right? You cannot, and, and we all know where this is going, but it needs to be said, you cannot take care of anyone or anything else if you are not okay. And a lot of people think they can, and they'll run themselves into the ground trying to do it and trying to prove, oh, I can do this, I can do this, and then they're miserable. And being a martyr doesn't help people you want to help. No. It, it makes it harder. It makes it worse for everybody involved. It makes it much harder to do what you want to do to help people. Much, much, much harder. Um, and what I found, too, because I, I mean, I'm very much guilty of this. Um, whether it was, oh, I need to take care of this work project. Um, I need to practice this much. I need to... Um, drop what I'm doing, go help my friend who's in crisis, which I'm not saying not to do that. What I'm saying is that when I stopped making that my number one priority and gave myself permission, which is back in that permission thing, to, you know what, this can wait. I will get it done tomorrow or the next day. It's not as time sensitive as I think it is. I'm gonna go sleep. I'm gonna go take a walk. I'm gonna get some sunshine. And it's that, like you said, 45 minutes, I can do so much. With... You get more efficient when you take care of yourself. You get the same work done in less time. True. Time is not what we're going for. You know, like, no. we get so focused on time. And it's like, no, task completion or not even task completion because that has a negative connotation. But if you're getting the same work done. If you're getting the same progress and you're more efficient, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> yeah. 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 And you ever notice that when you overextend yourself, your, your productivity goes down. Yes. You're not able to focus. There's everything just kind of, you hit a stopping point where you get irritated and you get grouchy and all kinds of stuff. Like I find this on my Thursdays when I'm doing all this online stuff and they, and things just end up piling up. And by now, you know, we're here and I'm like, okay, and I've got a call after this and blah, blah. I'm like, I need some time for me. Okay. Yeah. I need to like go take a walk. Oh, it's thunderstorming. Fine. I need to lay in my bed and take a 10 minute power nap, or I need to do some exercises that I like to do that make me feel better. Or I need to move or I need to not work. I swear I have this. I'm trying to set healthy boundaries for myself. Yeah. And being an entrepreneur, as most musicians are, you have to learn to do that. You can't be at everybody's beck and call and everybody win. And then we get in the studio world a little bit here. This is this is a much harder thing to do because if a gig comes along, you don't want to say no, they might not call you again. Yes. But at the same time, you know, if once you start getting up that ladder, you have the freedom to say no or like have hours, whatever. But, you know, so we're not necessarily talking about that, especially in the beginning when you're trying. But I swear I have these... I have this exact same conversation with myself every evening 
Yeah. Especially if it's been a long day. And I start thinking about it the day before, like I'm thinking about tomorrow. What's yeah. my day like? Right. Did I program enough time? Oh, I've got this time. I've got this time. I've got, right. I think tomorrow I have three 30 minute blocks in my day that I'm not quote doing anything. That's it from nine yep. to seven. Yep. What's wrong with me? <laughs> Like, I don't want to cook, or I want to cook, or I'm like, oh, I've got this work to do. I have, I have not answered those emails. I've not done this, and not that. And then I think, you know what, Angela, you're gonna burn yourself out. Yeah. What is important? Yeah. I, who cares if it's urgent? What's important yeah. to do now? What can yeah. wait till the morning? Yep. And I swear, I have this conversation every night. Do I want to get one more thing done? Can it wait till the morning? Do I? Will I get this done in the morning? No. Yeah. Will I do it tonight? Also, no. Can it be put off? One more day. Okay. Every yeah. day. Yeah, if you won't do it that, or if you can't do it that night and you can't do it that morning, the next morning, chances are it doesn't need to be done. Right, right. Or there's a reason you're procrastinating. There's there's definitely a deeper meaning. Yes. Right. Um, but setting those boundaries and yeah. being like, no, I've got to sleep. I've, I yeah. started putting a priority on my sleep after, when COVID happened and I learned how much I had no alarm and I would just get up whenever. I learned that I need nine to 10 hours of sleep now, not eight. And I'm so, I'm a solid niner now. Yeah. If I don't get nine, mm -hmm. I don't yeah. have any energy in the morning. Yeah. And I've learned to be like, no, this is a non-negotiable for me, which we're about to get into non-negotiables. Yeah. Sleep is self-care because yeah. I know if I if I go sleep deprived, I'm grouchy. I have less energy. I want to eat all day. Yeah. I can't help people if I don't right. get enough sleep. That's not right. selfish. Right. No, that's actually the opposite of selfish. That is, I am going to make sure I am in the best physical and mental shape I can be. And if I can accomplish that and I feel good, I am going to be at my best to help the people and the things that I care about. That is not selfish. That is generous and it's generous to both you and the things that you love. Like that, that is an important distinction. And I know people are going to hear what you were saying about like, oh, this is my schedule. And, uh, you know, I'm used to six hours of sleep. And now and like, and then the, that's, oh, yeah, that's normal. I mean, I only get three hours of sleep or whatever. And then here is talking about, oh, I really need nine hours of sleep. And no, oh, that's crazy. You can do so much on six hours. Bull. No, I can't. I cannot. Mm -mm. I've learned. But if you're more efficient and you feel better and you get the same work done while feeling better, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You know, and I, I don't care what anybody says, just because it's the social norm does not make it, does not make it normal or okay for the human body to only have three 30 minute breaks, be sitting on your butt all day indoors with no sunshine, like six to three to six hours of sleep. That is not, no. no or healthy nope it's nope. not and i'll be in the gym all day tomorrow all yeah. day which i i'm really grateful for yeah but my gosh i'm gonna be irritated if it's sunny like yesterday was gorgeous i'm like i'm gonna be outside on my bike you know yeah but i gotta make money i get it yeah so you yeah. just you and, make your concessions where you can so any right. chance i had a break i was outside walking around yeah and, and none of this is to say like you were talking about with the studio gigs where you don't want to say no because then people don't call you it's not to say you're not going to have blocks where your self-care takes a back seat. That's, that's life. Things mm -hmm. come up and sometimes it's, you know, you know, I, I want to do this thing, but I need right now genuinely need 
to kind of push myself. I know I'm not going to feel good for a little bit, um, but if you're going to do that, there needs to be a hard stop deadline to it. And we're not talking about, you know, like the same thing. Like if you have a newborn. Yeah. Or you're, you've got yeah. mad bills right now working two, three jobs. You do yeah. what you got to do. That should be a short term thing, though. We're talking. We're yes. not talking about short term stuff. We're talking about life choices. Right. Habits. Healthy habits. Yeah, there's not healthy habits. Or should be a stop deadline. Like, I mean, I'll take theater gigs where I'm back up to working like 60 hours a week, and it's insane. And it's like, okay, what can I do? What can I not do? Where can I find any time to make sure that I'm still as okay as I can be while I'm throttling my system? But that's a month. That's one month. Right. Six weeks tops. Like, okay. You know you're going to take a step backwards. So when you come out the other side, now the priorities have to shift. Yep. Yep. You know, I sat down with my calendar, oh, maybe a year ago. People were like, how many hours a week do you work? I don't know. And I started, you know, I started calculating how many hours per client. Okay, that's X. And then I was uh, teaching at the time. I'm teaching for this many hours. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. How many hours are you driving to and from gym, to and from school, to and from home, and blah, 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 blah. Yep. How many hours are you, when you get home, how many hours are you on the computer finishing up or adding to, how many yes. hours are you writing client plan, how, et cetera. It was right. well over 90 hours a week I was working. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm pretty sure it's kind of close right now yeah. um, because I'm at that point where I'm needing to hire people to help me out, which is a good thing, but yeah. a, a scary thing. Yeah. But um, you get to a point where you're like, okay, can any of this go? Is any of this necessary? And I'm at the point where like, nah, it's really all pretty necessary for growth. It's got to happen. And I cannot do it all. This is not a sustainable pace. Yes. And being okay with that and not glorifying, oh, I work 90 to 100 hours a week. That's not okay, guys. That's why when clients like, oh, don't you work on weekends? No, don't no. you? No, I don't. I do not work weekends. Do not ask me to come train you in the gym. Right. I won't get any time off. Like, you know, between when I go play with a symphony, that's usually on a weekend. Yep. Um, Army is one weekend a month. That mm-hmm. if I have both of those in a month, I have two weekends to myself. Yep. And then if I've not had any time to get groceries or do errands or whatever, I have no weekend. Right. Do right. not ask me to come in the gym because you'll get a hard no. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. And guess what? And now I'm saying I don't see people before 9 a.m. Yeah. Preferably 10. And I'm a morning person, but I like to get up and not get up and be jarred awake and I have right. those mornings for me and just I'd yeah. rather come home later I'd rather not come home later I'd rather have work less hours but to be yeah. to be fair you just got to put those boundaries for yourself you know yes. and yes. don't glorify the fact that you slept in a practice room right. and you didn't eat all day right. and you're not you, you nobody thinks higher of you for being a martyr and not eating and not sleeping and practicing and overworking yourself to death. Right. Nobody thinks higher of you. They look at you on the inside and go, what, what's wrong with you? Why? Why right. are you doing this? The only people who do glorify that are people who are just just look at them. If somebody tries to tell you, oh, you just need to do more. If somebody tries to tell you, oh, you just need to sleep less. Oh, you know, well, I I slept in the practice room. I didn't eat all day. If they're saying that to you, look at them and not like, oh, I see you. No, look yeah. at them. Are they happy? Are they healthy? Is there, are there relationships, personal, professional, mm-hmm. friendship, family? Are they okay? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. 
no, they really, they need some empathy. They need some help. Um, Nothing wrong with help. My gosh. No. Help is the best thing. Yes. Don't try to do everything yourself. Right. And, and then we think about, too, what you're saying, where you're sleeping, you need nine hours of sleep. Process this. You're working 80, 90 hours a week, and you're sleeping nine hours a night. So that should say that you can, in fact, do a lot of work, a lot of work, and still take care of yourself, you know? So, so yeah, so where you've got hours in your day, so maybe you don't have an hour, but maybe you have 10 minutes you can go out, go out for a walk. And that's what this book is great about. Yes. Give yourself permission to block off time for yourself. Like, nope. And we talked about this here in a little bit. Block it off in your calendar. And I've thought about that. Like, I've done it before. These are my workouts, and I block it off in my calendar. So that way, if anybody's trying to book a session, it doesn't no. show up as available. No. And then no. block yourself off time after your workout to take yeah. a shower and get ready. And don't right. rush it. Give right. yourself a whole hour if you need it. It's okay. Yeah. The world won't stop. Yeah. People will find another time. Like yeah. I said, when, I, when uh, I've got clients who are like, oh, I have one client who said, uh, you know, I really love to get into the gym at seven. I was like, that's a shame. I'm not there. <laughs> I yeah. just said, I'm not available. Yeah. He said, well, do you have a, what time do you have? And I was like, I have an 11. I have a one. I have a, do you have anything in the morning? Like earliest I got is nine right now. And that's only on this day. Yeah. Because I know that if I'm in the gym until 7 PM, yeah. then if I get any kind of traffic, if say I don't get home until yeah. 7 30 or eight, then right. I have to cook, then I've got stuff to do. I still need that certain amount of hours. I'm not going to get it. Then I show up at 7 a.m. at 6, get up at 6 to be there at 7 yeah. and have to a 12-hour day. No, forget yeah. it. Yeah. I've made that hard. No, I can either work later or I yeah. can get there earlier. And right. earlier, there's way more people anyway. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. I just say no. Yeah. And he and, found another time. Mm -hmm. And it's better for you and. Better for both of us. Whether or not he realizes it. Yeah, it's better for him. Because if you're throttling yourself, and it's better for your other clients too. If you're throttling yourself that hard, are you really going to be alert, as alert as you could be? As on top of like, okay, this movement isn't working. What are the substitutions? Like, say you only got 30 minutes to an hour for personal training. You better know the substitutions. You better have them fast. Mm -hmm. You better be able to pay attention, which I know a lot of people don't think about, but it's like injuries in the gym, when they happen, they happen fast. They Nine do. Times they they do. They and if someone says something hurts. You got to be on your, you got to be on your game to figure out like, why, what is this? Is it, which muscle is doing what? And what have we done before? And right. what have you done? But now wait, what is, you can't just yeah. be like, oh, okay, let's do this. Right. No. Yeah. No, that's, that's what kids who are literally only there to make a buck while they get through college. Yeah. That's, that's, that's that approach. Yeah. Um, it really, if you're really trying to get people to be healthier with their movement, yeah. It takes a lot. It takes a lot of attention, a lot of know-how, a lot of mental presence. Yeah. So. Yeah. So getting right back to it, I have a checklist. So do you have symptoms of caretakeritis? Which yes. I'm going to run through these and I want you to mentally check these off. So mm -hmm. check these that resonate with your own experience. Number one, you have difficulty saying no. <laughs> <laughs> Used to. <laughs> I don't. I don't have an I have not at all. I just say no. Used to. Not I'm much anymore. better at telling people to get out of my house if I don't like them to. <laughs> Especially you providers. Go. You're like, there you I go. think you're an idiot. You're not servicing any of my appliances. Get out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did I? This is a total tangent, but did I tell you about the guy 
who, okay, when I first got my house like six years ago, there was a guy, gosh, I had so many problems with my HVAC. And I had a home warranty, which is great because I use it for everything. Most people don't use theirs. Oh, they replaced every appliance in my house except the oven cool. and the HVAC eventually. And then I canceled, which I should have kept it because now the hot water heater has broken again. And anyway, so there's this guy who came in. He tried to he came in and he tried to tell me how my HVAC worked and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're like the fifth guy. By the way, the fourth guy was about 400 pounds and laughed because he couldn't get up in my attic to serve as a heat pump. He just laughed and looked at me and I'm like, get out. Get, get out. Don't you yeah. laugh at me in my house. This is my, right. and I'm not paying you. Get out. <laughs> yeah. You know, but this guy basically insulted me for being a woman owning my own house and not knowing what I was doing. And I was like, really? Oh no, get out. Get out. <laughs> no. I'm also not paying you either. Right. And I don't care about your opinion. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I just the fact, and you know, I don't come into that very often, even in a male dominated field. I right. never take my gender into account ever i never yeah. think about it yeah. probably because i'm in the military and there's men everywhere i, mean, I just don't yeah. think about it period yeah. Yeah. but this guy came in and he's like oh you know you know where's your husband and stuff i'm like excuse me yeah um no it's just me this is my house and you're talking about my unit and uh whatever and he's like well you know you don't have this much and i just get out yeah. no <laughs> so, no we're done we're done so I, i've learned it's okay to say no yes. set your boundaries okay so we're not going to do this for every question. All right. So number two, do you have symptoms of taking care? Take, mm, words are hard. Do you have symptoms of caretakeritis? Responding to requests automatically without reflecting on your own time, energy, or goals. Mm -hmm. Been there. Mm -hmm. Not having your self-care and a sense of well-being as top daily priorities. Yes. Not weekly. Daily. daily. It's important. It is. Number four, do you have symptoms of caretakeritis? Do you consistently prioritize your to-do list and the needs of your loved ones over your own needs, sense of well-being, and self-care? Mm -hmm. That's hard if you've got a family. Yes. But again, how do you take care of your family if you are not doing well? Right. Home. Yep. It's going to fall to somebody else. Yep. Right? Yeah. So number five, not delegating tasks to others because no one does them as perfectly as you. Mm. Yeah, about that. <laughs> I have no problem with this. No? <laughs> no just, just do it. No. Nope. Nope. I am not a micromanager. But did you have to grow out of it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All of these <laughs> are really had to grow out of that one. out of this thing. <laughs> no. I love delegating. I love, like, so I'm a chair of a committee, and I just love, like, finding what people want to do and asking for volunteers, and they're like, I volunteer, poof, you get to do all of this, and you didn't, and they're like, what do I, what should I, run with it, sweetie, do your yeah. thing. Nope. Have at If there's no, a have at it. we'll talk later. Like, bingo. <laughs> this is your baby now. Yep. No problem. Yep. Okay, number whatever. Frequently feeling emotionally and physically exhausted as you try to keep up the to-do treadmill and feeling like you can't step off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That one's still hard. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It is. It, it is a challenge. And then last one is feeling like you have no control to change things. That's, I feel like in light of the last year, that one hits a lot of people harder. Yes. This is yes. March 2021 for anybody who doesn't, who reads, who listens to this at some other point. Yeah. 2020 was rough for some people. Yes, it was. 
it's still it's most people. Um, and especially since, you know, we're a music-based podcast, like, how many of us haven't had a gig in over a year? Yeah. Because your local orchestra is shut down, your local theaters are shut down, um, mm-hmm. the people who are playing, it's a significantly reduced group, and so sometimes you just don't get called. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's just not a seat. Not even like, oh, you're not as good. Or like, there's just not a seat. And especially if somebody has, you know, tenure in an orchestra. Like, yeah, the tenured person's going to get called. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, I get so, it. Yeah, that one's, that one's rough. Yeah, so speaking about burnout, are you yeah. paying attention to your body's distress signals? Mm-hmm. So we've got exhaustion, anxiety, depression, unexplained pain. Mm-hmm. So when you're tuning out everyday stress messages, like your back hurts from sitting for hours, you're tired because you need more sleep, your right. body turns up the volume and yes. starts screaming in the form of more serious physical and emotional aches and yes. pains, right? Yes. And an ache and a pain is mm-hmm. not something, you don't have to have them just because you get older. Right. Please stop saying this. It's not true. Right. It's right. not. Oh, you just turned 40, so you're... Bull! Quit telling me that! Right. Right. The yeah. symptoms of old age are the same as the symptoms of disuse. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> Don't tell me this. Well, and you'll notice, too, um, the mentality of the... We've got some family members who are in their 60s who are very much like, you know, I'm old and I'm tired and I need somebody to take care of me because I can't do it. And, and don't get me wrong, there's some medical issues, not discounting them. But you take that mentality and put it up against somebody who also has mental uh, medical issues and is in their 70s, but is so like, no, no, I don't care how old I am. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to learn to play clarinet. I'm going to, you know, (laughs) I'm going to go take classes and online classes. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Their, their health and their aches and pains symptoms, dramatically different. The person who's like, I'm going to go do this stuff. And not because they should, not because they should, because they want to want to, they want to, which is why that's that we need to find things that work for you, not like, oh, well, Angela and I are gym rats, so just come lift heavy and you'll be great. <laughs> you want to go for a walk? You want to go for a run? Kayaking is your thing? You're like, walking. Maybe you just want to do yoga in the backyard. Go for it. Right. You want to you walk your dog three times a day because it makes your dog happy and you feel better. Do it. <laughs> yeah. um, but the mentality difference and the manifestation of pain mm-hmm. dramatically different so nope. <laughs> i thought i heard something my house was haunted so yeah you're right you're right you're right so i mean the symptoms of burnout same as caretakeritis you know yeah. um super familiar exhaustion on a physical and emotional level you ever get emotionally exhausted yeah i i am there i feel like we've been living here for the last year right just just done right mm-hmm. um not feeling engaged or accomplished, mm-hmm. feeling resentment toward or even detachment from your own life. You're tired, you can't concentrate, you feel angry, anxious, depressed. You keep right. doing the same thing because it's likely you don't have the energy to figure out how to change things. Yes. You know, so yeah. she makes this point, which we talk about here in a little bit, but 
Our socialization for getting healthier and preventing disease has been dominated by messages that we should focus on external outcomes, like changing the numbers on a scale, because we often don't notice how we feel during the day or even consider a behavior as essential as sleep to be a core self-behavior we should work on. We don't pay attention to how we feel because we're not focused on us, because we're told selfishness is bad. Selfishness is, by and large, you know, on a large scale, bad, but being self-aware is not selfish. Yes, and and self-care and selfishness are not the same thing. No, they're and not. That's really what gets us in trouble is a little bit of a language issue here where selfishness is, you know, selfishness is harming others. Yes. Self-care, self-awareness, that is not. It is not the same thing. We really need another word for it. Yeah. Um, and to put burnout that you just described, because um, I know, I know based on however many years I've been teaching, it's been a long time, and all the different contacts I had going through school, and I know that you've come across this too. Um, people talk about burnout, but they don't talk about, they don't talk about the sy- uh, symptoms they don't talk about the reasons behind it until it's too late, till the person is burnt out. Mm-hmm. So take those questions that Angela just asked and apply them to your time in the practice session, in the practice room. Do you still like your instrument? Do you like yourself when you're playing your instrument or vocalist if you're singing, you know? Um, are you happy doing that? Do you feel like you have to be there? Do you feel like I, oh, I'm just here because I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and if you like, we, we all know music is a hard field. It is. Um, it's taxing and it's, it's okay to not be okay. And it. it's okay to bail and do something else. Um, but if you're having those questions and you're not addressing them, that's that's a warning sign. That's a mm-hmm. warning sign. It's to not be ignored. It's going to manifest eventually as either pain or anger at something that you should love, and usually also towards yourself. And that's mm-hmm. that's where we get into really big trouble. Is that later on it'll be like, oh, I wasted all this time, all these years doing all this music stuff. Yeah. Do we really want to end up there when we? No. No, nobody wants to end up there. Nobody wants to end up going, you know what? I really hate practicing. I really just, you know, F the music industry and, you know. I've seen it. No one wants to do that. Yeah. So So when it comes back to your self-care, you need to, like, prioritize. When we're thinking about prioritization, Mm -hmm. what is non-negotiable to you? So, like, the author here brings up this point of, like, her husband gets up at 5 a.m. to exercise and lift weights every day. To her, that's, like, the worst thing. Forget it. Yeah. But her (laughs) thing is that she's got to have nine hours of sleep. Yeah, I get it. But I'm also a morning person. I'd much rather do my exercise first thing in the day. It sets my day right. But if you think about it, it's like... She said, like, why do you do it? He originally said, well, I want to be healthy. And she's like, no, get get underneath that. And he finally said, if I don't exercise, I feel like crap. Yeah. And she says, well, if I don't get enough sleep, I feel like crap. What is, I want you guys to ask this to yourself. What is the one thing that you could prioritize for yourself that's just not, not, that's just, it's just non-negotiable because without this, my day is not likely to go well. 
What's yeah. that one thing? For me, it's sleep. Yeah. Two is exercise. Yeah. And I'll switch between them depending on the week. Yep. If my sleep has been okay, but my activity has not. And unlike you, I'm, I'm the opposite end of the spectrum. There's really a couple types of people when it comes to lifting and exercise. And I'm a nighttime person. Mm. Like, I can't lift first. You want me to do cardio in the morning? That's fine. Well, that's whatever. I'll feel fine after that as long as I don't, as long as I have enough sleep. Yeah. You want me to lift in the morning? Forget it. Forget it. You know? <laughs> I can't. Yep. Can't do it. Um, but yeah, that's that. Okay. I haven't been sleeping enough. I'm foggy headed. I can't get my work done. Right. Start going emotionally downhill. And next thing I know, you know, we're getting asked to babysit for our goddaughter. And I'm like, I can't, I can't because I'm afraid that either I'm afraid that I'm going to miss something and hurt her, which is not good. Right. Or, um, she's teething right now. So she's just in a lot of pain all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's emotionally very difficult for me to listen to her cry because I just want to, I want her to feel okay. I want her like, yeah, oh, okay. And so like if, but with babies, if they're in distress and you show signs of distress, you compound theirs. Right, right. So me going over to take care of her and then sobbing because I can't help her is going to make her worse. That's not going to help. <laughs> I forgot how I got on this topic. I'm sorry. I'm not. I don't either. But moving on, moving on. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. this is getting long here, but I think we've covered some valid points. But, it, you know, it gets back to shoulds a little bit. Um, yeah. Because when you say, like, I'm doing this thing because I think it's something I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. When we do that, we're making decisions primarily to fulfill an infinite to-do list. And yeah. there's something, yes, I'm a person that likes lists and checking them off is satisfying. But when it's infinite, it doesn't end. It just causes you stress, right? Mm-hmm. So it prevents us from mindfully evaluating every daily choice based on its merits and whether or not it helps us to achieve the things we most value and want in our lives mm-hmm. instead of just what we should. Mm-hmm. So, so the point of this whole thing, and we go on and on and on and on. Yeah. Point is schedule some time. Yes. And if you don't like in your, in your schedule, whatever, like block it out 30 yes. minutes to an hour, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. I don't care what it is. Block it out. Try some things. You know, yeah. if you're like, I think I want to go for a walk. I think I hate walking. I don't know. I got to do something. Just block out some time. Yeah. However you're feeling at that point, do mm-hmm. it and just be aware. Don't be on your phone. Don't be listening to music. Leave just the phone feel. somewhere else. Yes. Somewhere else. Put it in your car. Leave it in your house. Leave it in your office. I don't care. Leave the phone. Yeah. We got to disconnect. There is no, almost no. It's very, very unlikely statistically that you are going to have an emergency that can't wait 10 minutes 10 minutes 10 minutes and you need to be present we are so distracted and away from ourselves we don't know how to listen to ourselves and do we really like this is this meeting our needs if i go out for a walk and i'm like i don't want to do this well just go home but yeah. if you're not aware you're not going to know you don't like this yeah and you know what you were saying about time too like 10 minutes is enough yeah. Um, I know that sounds like, oh, well, if I'm not doing 30 minutes or an hour, which I think we talked about before, yeah, too. we but did. There's, um, and I'm, I'm not going to, I'll quote the guy that I got the information from. Yeah. Reference him. But I won't quote the studies because I don't know the studies. I know he's nerdy enough to look them up. Yeah. Um, Stan Efferding. I'm assuming you know him. What? Who? Stan Efferding. He's a bodybuilder, um, power lifter. And he's big into a lot of things. Uh, but one yeah. of his nerdy things is that he's uh, looked into studies about 
the effect of physical activity on insulin for insulin sensitive people, diabetics, pre-diabetics, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the studies that he found, so again, this is me second-handing here. Um, they had people do like one, there's a control group, you know, and then there's the one set of people that did um, a 30 minute, 45 minute, something like that workout um, every single day. And then they had a group that did 10 minute walks three times per day. That's it. No additional. It got them outside. It got them moving for short stints that they could justify doing. And it was more consistent, more regular, instead of packing it all into one time. The positive effect on insulin was best with the three 10-minute walks per day. Significantly better than I'm going to do cardio or lifting or whatever it is for 30 minutes to an hour every day. So that 10 minutes seems like nothing, but man, it's, it's, it's worth it. It adds up. And that's another thing she puts in here that, you know, this goes along with my top 10 list again, um, building consistency before quantity. So yes. it's not about how much you do. It's just about starting to incorporate movements that make you feel good into your daily life. Because this is a this is a long road, long race we're running here. We're not looking at the short term. I'm trying to make it to 120 pounds or whatever. Yeah. We're not trying to do something short here. We're trying to incorporate movement into our daily lives in a way that's sustainable. And something she mentions is that what sustains us, yeah. we sustain. And if you're not right. present, you're not going to know what that is. Right. Right. So, I mean, just starting out with, with doing something every day, making that time, and mm -hmm. it, even if you don't have to schedule it, like, like I know it's going to come, or you get to a point where in your work, you can't focus, you're irritated, whatever. And like, just go, just yeah. like, I've started doing that when on these Thursdays, when I'm home all the all time doing so much work, I got to yeah. have a break. And I, I tend to like, look at my schedule, and go, oh, I have time here and I can like fill it with everything. Right. But realizing at some point I can just say, nope, I don't have to do this. I'm going to be another five minutes. I got to go outside. I got to, I got to do yep. something, yep. right? It's okay to mentally, you need to take a break too. You can't just be on all the time. Right. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have to find whatever those, and the, the whole point of these healthy habits thing, it's like, this book is all about how to figure out what exercises, what movements feel good to you. Because those are the things, that's how you learn to incorporate movement into your daily life for the rest of your life. Yes. You know, and when you start doing that, you're going to do it more. The pounds will come off. The insulin will go to all those things will change mm -hmm. because you're making it part of your daily life. And you have to do that with consistency. Just like if you're if you practice, the more you practice, the better you are. It doesn't mean you have to cram and do eight hours one day and six hours the next and five and then eight more. And no, just start with a few minutes and then work your way up to if you don't want to stop, just keep going. But yeah. who cares? Like that number of you got to practice four hours a day is a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. Practice yeah. as much as you want, but if, make it consistent. Right. If you feel like you should practice four hours a day, but it's too much right off the bat, and so you do four hours and then you don't practice for the next two days because you're so exhausted, you don't have time, don't have time, mm. um, or you're hurting. Yeah. Was that four hours actually worth it? No. Versus doing even 90 minutes every day, like less than half. Yeah. What's more valuable? The consistency. You're not going to take yeah. steps backwards because you haven't done anything with the instrument in days. 
Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So our last bit, as we get to the end of this book, finally, <laughs> is, um, is, is, again, it's not about how much you exercise in any given week. It's whether you have the mindset and strategies to interact with and improvise with the ebbs and flows of things so you're still consistently moving years from now. Yes. Nobody cares if you did six, six days this week. You're probably not going to do six days next week. Right. Oh, I went to the gym every day. Oh, I went twice a day. How long can you keep that up? Right. Not forever. It's right. not sustainable. We're trying to get in sustained movement. When you got to find out what movement works for you, what perfection is not the goal here. Right. Right. Learning and self-discovery. So when you make this like a, a curiosity thing, like, you know, what movements, what's something I've always wanted to try? Like I took a uh, fencing in high school, in high school, in college, and I thought it was really fun. So I started looking around. Is there like an adult fencing club? Yeah, there's fencing in Nashville. I'm like, I'm going to go stab people with swords for cardio. This is awesome. Right. <laughs> it was fun, right? So yeah. my legs got a killer workout. And I was sweaty, but and then I did ballroom dance, which is just so much fun. Yes. There's just so many fun ways. Swing dancing and rock climbing. The rock climbing I hate. I keep thinking I like it every time I try. I hate it. So but I keep thinking I like it. Yeah. So I keep trying. <laughs> a lot of people do, you know? Yeah. So yeah, and it's just find your thing. And you don't have to like a certain activity. Right. I know there are like a bajillion musicians who love yoga. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, guys. I don't like yoga. I've tried it. I've tried it. I've tried. There's nothing about yoga that I that I enjoy. I it just yeah. it's not my thing, which yeah. is okay. Yeah. You don't have to enjoy lifting weights. That's also right. okay. Right. And it doesn't mean that you judge the people who do yoga instead of lifting weights. No. That's no. A, Everybody's got a different jam. That's a big one. Yeah. So. Right. Um, I know she's got a lot more strategies in there for how oh, to yeah. this work. Um, but let, I know we're kind of running long, but let's unpack a couple of the big ones for us. Because um, I think that's that's probably pretty important. There were a couple. Who's, uh, who's listening here. Um, yeah, she's got 10 negotiation strategies because she wants you to be able to negotiate with yourself. Yes. And with other people to just make this, you know, part of your... Um, Right. She's actually got your weekly compassionate and non-judgmental evaluation and recalibrate. She's got like, you can see this, questions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this. go buy this book. Seriously. Right. If this has interested you at all, it's really interesting. So yes. um, we, we we've can, got... We, we can even uh, start with that non-judgmental weekly review. Oh, right, right. Talking about. Um, yep. It's just like, okay, well, take a second and it doesn't matter how well you did. How do you feel about how you did mm -hmm. and what do you want to try next? Try next, right? So that try is, is big because it gives you permission to yeah. fail again. You know, it's, yeah. it's the Thomas Edison thing. He had what? 10,000 ways. 10,000. He found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Right. I found about 7,000 ways not to succeed as a personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> and a few that have. Right, you're never going to figure out what's right for you if you don't mess it up a lot. Yeah, you know. But also, it's gonna like when you review and reflect on your week in a non-judgmental state, you can also realize what were successes and what did work well. Yes. Yeah. So, like for me, when I started in the gym, um, it was very much like you know somebody would go, "Oh, hey, can you come out tonight and you know do this thing or whatever?" And like, I learned very quickly. Don't say no. I have to go to the gym. 
because people didn't get it. They didn't get that that was one of my non-negotiable things. Like, I have so many things physically that lifting takes care of for me that yeah. I'm less effective if I'm not there three to four times per week. So I learned very quickly. It's like, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I have an appointment. You know what I've learned is to stop telling people why. And I've realized this from other people like, hey, I can't do this time. Can you reschedule? Right. And I realize people are not telling me why and I don't even notice it. I don't have yeah. to tell people yeah. why. Yeah. Like, no, I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm not available. There are some people who like very much, well, why can't you? You know, I'm like, well, I have an appointment booked. And yeah. quite frankly, if they're asking you that, there's probably something else going on there. But we'll yeah. leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that's none of your business. I, 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 I'm not available. Right. I don't have to tell my clients that I'm not available before ten because I want to sit. At, I want to like not feel rushed in the morning and enjoy my morning and <clears throat> read a little bit and do some exercise for me. Right. Not to have an alarm. Yeah. Whatever. Because it sounds sounds bad until you listen to what we talked about this episode, which was it makes you more effective for them. Take it makes yourself. their sessions safer. You know? so. Yeah, and here that goes along with her another one, which is hesitate before you respond to a request. Yes. Do not automatically say, what's your first thing? And then you're, did your gut go along with what you almost said? Or right, you, right. You're like, yeah, sure, but your gut's like, oh, no. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's a tough mm -hmm. one for a lot of us, especially with gigs, and it's like there's especially the older you get, the more um, established you get. There are some gigs you should not take. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that you think you should. You really shouldn't take them um, for whatever reason. And sometimes it's like, well, this will interfere with this other thing you're trying to accomplish. And sometimes it's something else. But mm -hmm. I found that a good five to ten minutes delay. See the thing, set the phone down, walk away. Back. Yeah. Then you probably I'm, can't do that if you're talking to a person. Just stare at them for five minutes. <laughs> but like this is, I'm processing. If it's in person, so so this goes back to that we've been isolated for a year. So yeah, none of my requests. Fair. Person, none of them for a year. You know. <laughs> no. Um, I will tell people in person now that I'm a little older again. I'll tell them. Let me check. And if I say, let me check, that means one of two things. Either I actually have to check or I need some space to think about this mm -hmm. because there's some, some sort of pressure here that I need to know what I actually think. You know, and you know, I feel like this is something I was taught in music school is that you accept everything. You yeah. do everything yep. for the experience, quote yep. unquote. Yep. I mean, there's that, there's validity in that. There's merit to that because you're not going to get yes. any kind of experience unless you just say yes. But at what point do you stop? Mm -hmm. At what point do you have quote enough experience? At what yeah. point do you charge? At what point do you raise your rates? At what point do you say no? Right. Yeah. And it, it took me, I've never I, talked about, I'm betting it was the same for you. It took me until I was like, you know what? I am too tired and burnt out for this crap. Mm-hmm. And that was the point where I was like, you know what? No, I'm not doing a gig for free. Here's a younger person who needs the experience, like freshman, sophomore, like they need this. I no yeah. longer need this. Like you call, you came to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I can say, no, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Do I really want to do this gig? Will this be fulfilling to me? And that's how I think about it. Cause there's a couple of gigs I've turned down because I, I really struggled with it because I was like, man, I could use the money. But then I thought, 
I'm going to dread this. I'm not going to enjoy this. I'm going to hate this. This is not going to fulfill me. It's going to stress me out. Mm-hmm. Is the money really worth it? No, it's not. And boy, did I feel better. I just said no. And it felt way better. Yeah. Getting okay yeah. with saying no and having that pause. Yes. And checking in with your gut. Always go with your gut. Yeah. If yeah. your gut says no, no. Mm-hmm. Then again, if you're trying to, if, you're, if, if your gut, if you think your gut's saying no and really you're just scared, but that's, that's another where the situation. Five to ten minutes comes in where you can really go, which one is this? Yeah. Five yeah. to ten minutes usually is enough for most people. <laughs> yeah. I think we have one more. And there she had um listen to your body's messages because you know, forcing yourself to do something that feels like a chore is right. uh if you force yourself to exercise in ways that feel bad to you, you'll likely choose not to move at all, which right. we covered. Right. But number nine, her, her strategy number nine here is learn the links between being physically active and the rest of your day. So you identify the links between not moving mm-hmm. and moving mm-hmm. and how you feel. So, again, that's checking in. You know, yeah. How does this make you feel? Right. Right. Like, look, if running makes you feel tired for the rest of the day then maybe you shouldn't run (laughs) on the other hand if running helps you with your air support when you're at your instrument because your lung capacity is built and you enjoy practicing because you're like my lungs feel great maybe you want to run you know yes Um, and and i was having did you enjoy it yes there are a lot of ways you can uh, get better uh, the muscles surrounding your breathing capacity. Yeah. Um, and there's other ways that you can increase all kinds of things in ways that you like instead of yes. ways you hate. This is why I don't run. Right. Also, it causes me a lot of physical pain. Like, literally, I went, I tried to do some jogging, like, just barely jogging, like the airborne shuffle. I'm sorry, the yeah. Air Force shuffle. What was that? <laughs> like, just between a couple. I went on an hour walk, and I just went between, like, light poles. It was not just to see. And I'm like, man, it feels good to sprint. It feels good to do a little jog. It was nice. My hip has hurt nonstop for the last week. And I don't mean, I don't mean a little bit. I mean, like, it's, it's, an, it's not just an ache. Yeah. Physical pain all day long in this hip, which is why I don't run in the Army. Right. It, it just hurts. And I have yet to be able yeah. to fix it. Right. So don't tell me that, I'm, don't, that I should be running. Right. I will be on my bike or swing dancing or something. Thank you very right. much. Yeah. yeah. What's fun? What do you like? Do that. Yes. And I had one more little thing too for, I know there's, there's all those strategies that she listed are great, but I want to go back to checklist people real quick. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm very much a checklist person too. Me too. And I had a very hard time with like, I'll build a checklist and then I'll ignore it for used to for a long time. And it took me a while to figure out why I was ignoring it. And it's because the things that never got checked off because there was some sort of roadblock to them. I needed this information. I needed this to happen first. I needed that. I would run from them because I felt so guilty all the time that there's all these things I should do that never got checked off. I can now use lists and checklists. And it's because if something has sat at the bottom of my checklist for more than a month or so I just delete it (laughs) it it wasn't important if it doesn't get done it wasn't important yeah it was just a thing yeah it was something that I should do and the more it sat there the more I'm like you know sometimes it's just like I don't I don't wanna 
Yeah. Like nothing is forcing me to, and I don't want to. So why would I do this other than should? Add a girl. <laughs> Which leads me to my big announcement is that I'm looking at hiring a virtual assistant. And um, let me tell you guys, this is a scary thing because um, I've hired people in the past. They, except for one who's pretty awesome, she's in college, um, former student of mine, I have to say. She's more of a former flute student. She's doing some of my graphic design because um, she's in school for animation, which I think is cool. So, you know, I'm helping her build her portfolio. I'm learning how to communicate with, you know, a distant person. But um, I'm looking at a hiring virtual assistant, and it's a very scary thing because you get what you pay for. And this is going to be a large investment to me. I talked to my mentor today, and he was like, I hate to tell you this, but that amount of money is nothing. So don't be surprised they don't do everything right. I'm like, but it's a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I, I'm at that point where it's – Some a lot of people say, do you really need to send out stuff on your, on your email list? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I do. Do I hate doing it? Yes. It yeah. takes up way too much time. I overanalyze everything. I've got it all listed out, what I want to say. Yeah. It's time to farm it out to somebody who can look at an objective eye and be like, oh, just write this. You know, and then then if you're on my email list, if you're on anybody's email list, why are you there? Because you want the content they can give you. But if I'm struggling with doing it, it's been on like I've got all these lists right here. That's like do this, 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 this for your quote newsletter email list. It's time to farm it out. It is because will it build my business? Yes. Will it give the people who are on that list the value they want and the information they want? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is it important? Is it necessary? Yes. Do I hate doing it? Yes. So it's time to like farm and that like social media and oh my gosh, my website is so jacked up. So I just need help. Yeah. Yeah. And if and, you've never tried to run any sort of business using social media and virtual connections, email, stuff like that, it is incredibly time consuming. Like what Angela's saying, she's working 90 hours a week. I'm willing to bet that at least 20 of that is trying to get this done. At least at minimum, 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 probably double. Yep. Minimum like, 20 <laughs> hours a week. But, which is, which, and that doesn't include the, like the writing on the plot, like the client plans, the updating stuff, the per, the actual, like getting, increasing my education. So Absolutely. I'm staying on top of things, like, you, know. <laughs> you know, my job, right. It's all that other stuff. Yes. And it's it's okay to delegate. That's why I'm saying that I'm really okay with it because I don't want to mac I don't want to micromanage these guys. So if you're if you're on my list and you get something that's like that's a kind of a weird voice, <laughs> we're figuring it out. Right. <laughs> I want to get you the information, but guys, I can't I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I just can't. You know, and I'm sorry my website's such a mess. It's gonna get a lot better soon. Hey, same. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Because if you go to my website, you know I had a book over here. You won't know that my I wrote a book. You got to go find it. You won't find the downloadable instrument specific workouts. You right. won't find my group coaching. You won't find our podcast. None of that is there, and it should be there. You yeah. won't know how to hire me either. That's kind of defeating the purpose of having a website. So I'm yeah. <laughs> but hopefully by the time I, you know people listen to this later, it'll all be fixed, and they'll be like, "What are you talking about?" Right. Well. Yeah. Take you back to March of 2021. It was, it was you know. Anyway, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. All right. Um, is there anything else we want to cover? Or do we want to wrap up? I think that's it for this one. This has been. I think so. This went a little long, but I think it was all really, really solid stuff. Absolutely, I think so. So, um, 
All right, let's do some plugs. Um, again, I'm Dr. Jen Cabas. You can find me at tunedandtonedperformance.com. That's tuned with a D and toned with a D. And as we were just talking about, my website is still under construction. Everything is mostly there, but it's laid out poorly. So if you're watching this after March of 2021, maybe it'll be fixed. <laughs> Um, my Instagram, my socials, um, you find me Facebook and Instagram at tuned and toned performance, um, YouTube type in tuned and toned performance. I come up in the first result, uh, personal Instagram is at doc, <laughs> at doc beefcake, <laughs> which tickles me every time. Um, that's just for my personal lifts and for, um, client stuff. I'm starting to post client stuff there, uh, successes, um, we have, if you're local to Tallahassee, I do have group classes being taught out of Big Ben Strength and Conditioning. I also do personal training, um, group, not just group classes, but if you've got a buddy, you can split personal training costs and it uh, saves you guys some money and does fine for me. <laughs> um, we offer online training, online coaching, um, all that sort of good stuff. So if you're not local, we still got you. Yeah, ditto to that. And you can find me at Music Strong Everything. Yeah. Um, Instagram is Music Strong Fitness. But if you go to my website, musicstrong.com, all those little icons in the top, as long as they're working, will take you all the places, including like Pinterest, even. I have that. And my YouTube is finally up, Music Strong Fitness, I think. So yeah, thankfully, yeah. I, I got that. I found it through searching the other day. I was like, success! <laughs> you guys don't know the struggle of that one. That just, uh, so that's fixed. But yeah, you can you can basically find me any place that says music strong, music strong fitness, um, and I offer all the things as well, one on one. Um, I, I am launching my new thing is I'm still doing the the COVID comeback challenge, which if you sign up for the 12 week and that's a 12 week instrument specific workout that's designed to get you back to the playing shape uh, either you were at last year or even better. So when you're ready for that tour or that concert season or that gig or that show or the blah blah blah. Physically, you are just, it's not even a concern. You're not worried about because you don't want to get into the, the concert season right. and be all aching, pains, and not able to hold up your instrument for long and, you know, just suffering. Yeah. No, don't get there. But if we've been, if you've been resting and your playing level has come down, not playing level, you know, I mean, like physically, yeah. Yeah. after this whole time, you don't want to just hop back into where you were. That's a recipe for disaster and injury. So, if you join my 12-week challenge, not only do you get that, you get my book, you get my group coaching, you get a weekly, or you get a couple of one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, and you will get a Hypervolt Mini Go massage gun from Hyper Ice. So along with that, I'm also launching, by the way, I mentioned I have downloadable instrument-specific workouts. You can download those on my website. I don't care if you play bassoon, if you're a conductor, if you play keyboard, audio engineer, flute, tuba. I've got you covered there mm -hmm. on the website. Mm -hmm. But the exciting thing is that uh, I'm launching an online group coaching case study program this month. I'd love to have you join. Um, contact me for details, Angela at musicstrong.com. And if you just got questions, feel free to reach out. I give everybody a free movement assessment consult, 30 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever it needs. Yeah. You know, like, yes, the other day I got to help a bassoon player from uh, Kansas, I think it was, who said he couldn't feel his hands after three to five minutes of playing. We had a one-hour session. He's good to go. There you go. Right? Okay. I mean, so sometimes you know. all you needed, I didn't need to write him a workout plan. He just needed, he just needed a session of, oh, I just do this. Sometimes it's just that. Okay. Yeah. We offer all of that. Just get in touch with us if you got questions.
Right. We're right. here. And both I'm of engaged. us, like, in case you can't tell, we are super, super nerdy about this stuff. We love talking about it. All day. All the time. <laughs> so, never hesitate to reach out if you want to just chat and, and figure out where you're at, what you need, that sort of thing. So, yeah. cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. <laughs>